Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast, a Texas Tech Athletics Podcast, where food and sports clash at the goal line. Here are your hosts, Spencer and Michael. All right, what is everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the 23 Personnel Podcast. I'm your host, Spencer, joined by Michael. Michael, what's up, man? It's bowl game week. The There's season. a basketball game on right now. I feel like Tech has only played three basketball games this year. Is that right? Something I think like there's that. been more. Um, I don't even know where to go with that because um, <laughs> Tucson just had his bell rung. Ooh. Uh, the flagrant finally got caught with an elbow. Uh, was spitting up blood on the on the court. Um, currently not on the court, so. They got that cleaned up. He's off the locker room, getting patched up. Anyways, tech up by eleven. Yes. Uh, kind of a rocky start. Mike, I don't know how much of the game you were watching. It was like the um, they just sealed the baskets tonight. Like nothing was going for anybody. It was like um, I don't think the, except don't, for Oral Roberts. I mean, they were eight eight of sixteen from three. Well, first I, half. I mean, like early, early, like the first five minutes, it was like oh, yeah, yeah, four yeah. to three. It was rough. <laughs> uh, <sighs> yeah. We got a lot of looks down low to the Red Raiders, not go in and put back dunks that were hitting the rim and flying into the stands and stuff like that. Um, anyways, Oral Roberts basketball game going on currently. Keep you all updated. Texas Tech 51-37 as we start. We have... Bowl game to prepare for, Michael. That reminds me, um, going to Shreveport. But you know what? Also, what Shreveport's also known as? What's that? The Bozier City. Oh, you're on good friends. Turn by Food Boys have a song about Bozier City. They do. It's, it's about. Yeah. I'm not gonna say what it's about. It's fine. Yeah. So if you're headed out to uh, Shreveport this weekend. Rock a little turnpike. You can uh, hear this as we get our copyright strike on the YouTube channel. I'm sorry, we'll do it for you guys. <laughs> um, because this is game week, we've got our uh, we've got the Independence Bowl preview. Got your full Cal preview. Tell you why they played play three quarterbacks. Although, are we? Uh, do we care? Do we? Do we sympathize with that? Not at all. But we can tell you why. And how that shook out for them. Oh, Golden Bears. Uh, update you quickly on Portal. Uh, transfer Portal in and out. Um, and not, 
some of the ends are going to be normal recruits, right? Not just uh, portal additions. Um, but our man uh, Micah Hudson officially signed today, so everybody can exhale there. He's heading to Lubbock. For any of us that were uh, pessimistic and cynical enough to think that maybe something's gonna something weird was gonna happen, it ain't happening, man. He's coming. I was I was kind of in that camp for a long time. I was like, I just I've been burned too many times. Well, and it wasn't even that. It was I think there were just so many people. Oh man, when he gets here, everything will be all right. And I'm thinking, there's a lot that can happen, and also wait. I don't know about that so much. I know he's excellent. He's going to, he's going to do a great job for Texas tech, uh, but let's just not put everything on him. Let's, let's not do that. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure he's going to be great, but uh, let's not, let's not, yes. let's not count on him to change the offense as a true freshman week one um, or in the bowl game. Cause that was a thing people talk about how, how great it was going to have for him to be here in bowl practice and all that kind of stuff. I was like, he's not even out of high school yet. Yeah. I don't he even graduate. He won't even have, have his shoes ready. Speaking of graduation, Texas Tech held their graduation. Lots of athletes graduated today or at least very recently, reminding us of uh, our graduation days, Michael. You got a graduation song in the back of your head right now? A little uh, uh, vitamin Just the C? good old, no, um, the good old uh, whatever it is, the procession thing. What is that one? That's what's in my head. That or uh, what was that sunscreen song? I don't know. Sunscreen. Where the guy was talking a lot. I don't know. But uh, something about maybe uh, <laughs> maybe just it just hits closer to me because like I was a December graduate, December twelfth. 2012. So 11 the years day ago, Texas today. Tech hired Cliff Kingsbury. It's been, a, it's been a minute. 11 years ago today. Yeah. Rocking Congratulations. Yeah. Uh, anyways, all kinds of football to get you to. Um, like I said, the Cal preview. Um, been a minute since doing one of these. And basketball, Lady Raider and Red Raider basketball, as you mentioned. Basketball game's ongoing. We'll be keeping up with that. I've said that already. Um, let you know how this shakes out. And then uh, wrap it up with what do we learn. So um, let's go ahead and jump into football, Michael. Let's do it. Got a game coming up. We're going to do portal first and then game. Um, I believe all these guys we talked about last time uh, in our last episode, but the departures from Texas Tech are plenty. Um, the departed, the dearly departed. Um, only one on defense, which is interesting. If you follow, uh, if you're a subscriber, Patreon subscriber to the Gambling Gauchos, and they did a uh, scholarship breakdown, how the numbers broke down. It was a pretty significant advantage in terms of just scholarship numbers, defense versus offense. I'm like 15 or 16 more scholarships on defense. Well, you've got like 10 or 11 offensive guys in the portal now. Uh, so that number is going to continue just to be exaggerated. Um, but you've got some additions 
um, coming in, which we'll, we'll get to in a second, but I'm going to run through these names really quickly. Uh, they should have already been covered last week or, and then before then, but Tyler Shuck, Landon Peterson, Monroe Mills, Seth, Seth Martin, Matt Keeler, Jerron Bradley, Miles Price, Nehemiah Martinez, Tyler TK King, JJ Sparkman, Loic Fungi, Punter Brooke Honore, defensive back Nate Floyd, and then at least as of my understanding, the latest running back Cameron Valdez. Yeah, I didn't, I, I somehow missed this until I saw that you added this in here. I'm a little surprised by this. What, Valdez? Or, well, maybe not too surprised, actually, because he, the dude had, what, like 20 carries on the year? It wasn't very much, was it? No. And, and, and Brooks it, is coming back? He was behind Mr. Taj Brooks, Taj time, and he announced this week. Uh, oh, yeah, sorry. Yesterday that he was coming back. So that probably had a great deal to do with that. Maybe. Well, I guess we'll see. Um, But... I uh, love to hear that Brooks is coming back. Love to see him take over the number one spot in terms of all-time leading rusher for Texas Tech. He is just under 1,200 yards shy of that spot now. Reminder, he's put up almost 1,500 this season so far. He's got another game to add to it before he sets his sight on what's needed for next year to grab that number one spot. Uh, Don't want to count your chickens. Don't count your chickens for the hatch. Yes, that's it. I'm, I'm not a I'm not a rancher. I don't know these things, but um, could be looking at about a thousand or so yards to go, and assuming health and his load is relatively similar, he's going to hit that mid-season four, man. Huh, maybe like game eight or nine. But love to see that. Uh, but. We talked about guys coming, or sorry, going away. Guys coming back. Taj, obviously, big one. Um, did hear today uh, that Caleb Rogers will be utilizing his last year of eligibility to come back to Texas Tech. Um, so with all the departures along the offensive line, grabbing a guy that's been around and been multi-year starter for you, not a bad thing. Uh, definitely much better this season than last when he was moved over to right tackle and a more natural spot for him. Um, and then in terms of new guys coming in, uh, mentioned Micah Hudson, which I know I, I, everybody's aware of this and everybody's super excited to have him on, on campus and getting here pretty soon. Uh, I even think he's moving in this weekend or very, very soon. Um, but guys that are portal or otherwise uh, recruiting class additions. Jalen Conyers recently committed the tight end transfer from Arizona state originally from Groover went to Oklahoma first and then Arizona state uh, kind of a big dude, Michael six, four, two seventy. Um, yeah, I can say that because at, w- at one point this year I was six, four, two seventy. Uh, 34 career games. 74 receptions, 846 receiving yards, six touchdowns. Uh, and even if you're if you're looking for a little uh, Donovan Smith action, Conyers ran some wildcat quarterback this year, which I know a lot of people are aware of that. But in this game against uh, Arizona, I think he took a zone read like 50 or 60 yards. A zone read against Zona? Zone read against Zona. 
Um, so with the expected departure of Baylor Cup, like getting Jalen Conyers uh, here, um, defensive back Javon Jackson, 6'2", 185 guy uh, from Fairmont State. A few of these guys I'm, I'm going I'm to tell you about are not uh, D1 or Power 5 guys, but um, if you believe in the recruiting staff and the development side and, and what they do to, to overturn rocks to find guys, then you'll, you'll, take, uh, you'll take what they bring you with a little bit of faith and say, I, I, I'll, I'll believe. I'll believe. Um, anyways, for Jackson in 32 career games, uh, he's logged 183 tackles, three and a half tackles for loss, two interceptions, 14 passes broken up, two forced fumbles, three fumble recoveries, and Michael, five blocked kicks. A little bit of a specialist. That's there. a nice stat. Yeah. That's yeah. almost two per year, which is a lot. Like mm-hmm. five is a lot. Um, depth piece here, which I love, uh, because we were all antsy about how things may have turned out if uh, Jake Strong had some kind of health issue, but you pick up quarterback Cameron Brown, 6'2", 225 guy out of West Georgia. Uh, already been confirmed he'll be a preferred walk-on. Uh, this past season, he was just a redshirt freshman, so he's a young guy. Uh, came here over other offers to to learn, but he wants to to play in this system, wants to learn from, from Kitley uh, and get the experience here. Last year's a freshman, 82 of 151, so it's a little bit greater than 50%. Completion, 914 yards, 10 touchdowns, 6 interceptions, 76 carries for almost 500 yards, and another 6 touchdowns on the ground. So, versatile guy, um, pretty good size. Uh, not something you're going to you know sneeze at when you say, hey, at one point we were looking at a backup wide receiver to take some snaps. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I don't. I don't believe he's he's being brought in even to to compete for the starting role. But um, I think that was very clear and understand that he was taken as a preferred walk on. So, um, with the with the uh, not dismissal. That's not the right word at all. With the departure of Brooke Honore or Honor or however you want to pronounce the punter's name. You did pick up punter Jack Burgess from Weber State there in Utah, originally from Victoria, Australia, so legitimately an Aussie-style punter. Um, and you think, like, wow, like we're just going after this Weber State kid. But, like, he, he has a leg, dude. He, he may be the next uh, Smacknamara. Last season, 54 punts. Punts averaged greater than 47 yards per punt. Michael, do you know how much uh, McNamara averaged? 47 I think he punt. was, was he 40? Really? Okay. I thought it was in the 45 range. Yeah. Wow. Had a long of 70. That's one of those kicks that just hit the ground and then rolled. Uh, he had 20 of more than 50 yards and he pinned the opposing team inside their own 20, 21 times. Only had five touchbacks, which when you punt 54 times and only have five touchbacks, that's pretty accurate. None of them were blocked. They were, I don't know if you saw this, but there was a highlight clip. I think of the last season. (laughs) Yeah, a low light where the poor long snapper for Weber State was just having 
having issues all season. And I think it was just this season, but there were five, um, five really, really wild snaps that there was no way Burgess was going to be able to cover. And I think all of them ended up in safeties or maybe, maybe not all of them, but pretty close. I think they went way out. Yeah. And I think out of the end zone, um, I feel like that probably weighed on his decision slightly. I need something I can snap with the ball. Um, yeah, you you can't hold that against him. Uh, one smart that he's able to get to to preserve at least the the five points that you would have given up if it were a touchdown versus a safety. Um, but it, I remember seeing one of those games that happened, and it was like three of them all in one game. Like, I remember I remember seeing <laughs> videos that came out like in the fall, like oh my gosh, this guy's terrible. It's <laughs> poor uh, punter. Poor punter. You just fell for the guy. But he's going to be on, on the on the Red Raiders squad next year, so he'll have a, a long snapper. Uh, and then you picked up another uh, preferred walk-on offensive lineman, Jamarian Gooch. Love the name, six nine three ten. Love the size. Garden City Community College. Originally committed to, to Missouri out of high school, so big dude. Um, and then the Gooch, got, the Gooch. And you got a few offensive linemen on campus. I think even as we as we're talking right now, so. You're looking to continue to build depth and um, have some older guys in the room because typically you, you need a couple of years for the new guys, the freshmen, to get in and get conditioned and get caught up to speed to big boy football. Um, so, which we'll, we'll talk about in a minute because the the two deep came out for the uh, the bowl game. A lot of young guys on this list, Michael. A lot of young guys. Yeah, so, there are. You ready to talk about some uh, some Cal, some California I think so. Golden I think, Bears? I think we're there now. We get to, we get to preview our final football game of the year, the final Texas Tech football season. game of the year. Yeah, hmm. Independence Bowl. Uh, if you want to look at a S and P Plus rankings, this is a close one. Cal is sixty one, Texas Tech is fifty three, uh, and, and that'll also bear out when we get to the <clears throat> excuse me the projected winner and. Um, Point spread, all that kind of stuff here at the end. Uh, obviously, it'll be this weekend, Saturday, Saturday night, 8.15 Central. Uh, Mike, we'll have to talk about if we got any plans for a special menu for the for the game. Got some things cooking up in my head. For okay. A, all right. I'm, I'm going to put a pin in that. Christmas party tailgate type of uh, event going on at Rogers to Casa de Rogers. Um. But you're taking on the six and six, four and five Cal Bears. Um, much stronger offensively than defensively. The teams are so similar to each other, Texas Tech and Cal. Um, Cal offense 33rd in S&P Plus. Uh, Texas Tech uh, 53rd. But that took a, quite a bit of a drop from 40 uh, before you had played Texas. Uh, their defense... 85th, and you are 62nd. Again, took a little bit of a fall after playing in Texas. Um, they've played three quarterbacks. Um, and right now, or at least most recently, they were rolling with a redshirt freshman, Fernando Mendoza. Kind of a bigger kid, 6'5", 220. Uh, was third, mm-hmm. at least from what I can tell, third on the depth chart starting the season. Attempted one pass in their, in their, in their opener on September 2nd versus North Texas. I don't know if you remember that game. It was a kind of a blowout. 
uh, and then didn't play again until week six, uh, October 7th. So how do they get to playing Fernando Mendoza, Michael? Well, Sam Jackson the fifth was their opening day starters, actually a transfer from TCU, was injured in quarter number two. Does that sound familiar? Oh, man. Yes. Sounds like shut going down last year uh, against Montana State or whoever it was. Um, but he did not, he, like, he wasn't out indefinitely. He came back in game two uh, and played in log stats in, the, in their first five games. Um, when Jackson went down in the first game, Ben Finley came in. Um, Jackson was starter for game two. Finley was starter for game three versus Washington, which was a tall task because, as you know, Washington the playoff this year. Uh, but Finley got hurt in that game. Uh, he threw an interception, and in the ensuing return, uh, I believe he made the tackle but was injured in that play. Um, this opened the door for Jackson to come back in. Uh, Jackson was starter in game four and five, uh, and then wasn't injured for game six when they took on Oregon state, but Mendoza comes in as a starter against Oregon state. Um, the, the write-ups and everything I'd seen had said that they were, uh, Jackson and Finley were both healthy, but they were just having some consistency issues going back and forth. Nobody had really stood out and taking control of the job. And Justin Wilcox said, Hey, let's roll with the new guy. Let's roll with the, the young gun. Um, so and then they lost four in a row. <laughs> lost four in a row, but uh, did end on a what was it like a three and one streak there at the end to uh, secure bowl eligibility. Um, with Mendoza, he started the last six games of the season or five games, whatever it was. Uh, went 131 of 210, so just about 62 and a half percent completion percentage. 1,447 yards, 13 touchdowns, seven interceptions. You know what those numbers are awfully close to, Michael? Baron Morton's numbers. Without yeah. them in, in front of me, like, I, I think they're within uh, 50 passing yards of each other. Their touchdown and interception numbers are about the same. Um, Mendoza's not a runner. 37 carries on the season, 80 total yards, two touchdowns, a long of 16. So... Very similar well, game. What does that agree? But a lot smaller sample size. Yet he has almost the same stats. Well, right, yeah. So they um they have a pretty decent offense. I mean, really, especially mm-hmm. points per game and everything. So it's I'm not too surprised by that. Yeah, they're scoring almost 32 points per game. Um, they've got a really good rushing attack, a really good running back. So. Uh, Jaden Ott is their leading rusher, sophomore, six foot, 200. So not, not the big guy that, uh, John, not Jonathan Brooks. Oh, he's bigger too, but Tosh Brooks. Um, but Ott for Cal, 229 carries, uh, 1260 yards, five and a half yards per carry, 11 touchdowns. That's serious. Very similar. And except for fewer carries, very similar, similar to Brooks. Uh, yeah. Ott also has a 99-yard touchdown return, so he's been used on kickoff returns. Um, their backup running back carried the ball more than Valdez did, but um, 
has a ton of touchdowns. Isaiah Afonsi, senior, 5'9", 205, 70 carries. So he's carrying it, what is that, two and a half, uh, no, three plus times fewer. It's a, you know, three and a half to one carry disparity between Ott to Afonsi. But he's got 365 yards, 5.2 yards per carry, seven touchdowns. So one in every 10 carries for Afonsi is a touchdown. Uh, receiving offense fairly balanced between the top four guys. Um, Jeremiah Hunter, Trond Grizel, which is just a fantastic name. Taj Davis and tight end Jack Andrews, oh, which is kind of an unfortunate name, but um, all fairly similar in size. Taj Davis is the smallest at six one two oh five. Tight end is the biggest six four two thirty. Uh, but then Hunter and Grizel are six two and six four. Leading receiver Hunter has 58 catches, 669 yards, 11 and a half yards per catch, seven touchdowns. Grizel, their second guy, has 510 yards, 14 and a half yards per catch, five touchdowns. Taj Davis, 399, 10 yards per catch, three touchdowns. Then tight end, 385, 12 yards per catch, two touchdowns. So they don't have the big break it open over the top guy that we've seen other offensive have, offenses have, but they're fairly balanced in the in the through the air, the great running back, Jay Knott. So, again, two very similar-looking teams. They're going to play very similarly defensively. Uh, they're going to look fairly similar, too. I, I noticed that when I look at some, some of their games. They run a, a defense that you're saying, that looks like tech, a tech defense. Um, they've got 31 fourth-down attempts on this season. Texas Tech has 35. Um, so when Cal has the ball... Uh, offensively, they're going to put up in the air uh, about 215 yards per game, 6.4 yards per attempt. Um, not that I need to keep making the, the comparisons, but the Texas Tech offense through the year, 221 yards per game, 6.2 yards per attempt. Um, they run the ball a little bit more than Texas Tech, 181 yards per game on 4.7 yards per carry. That's good for 33rd in the country. Um Converting 40% of their third downs, 58% of their third down. Sorry, flip that. 40% of their third downs, 58% of their fourth downs, and scoring just under 32 points per game. Defensively, Tech Tech has given up about 225 passing yards, 6.6 yards per attempt, 168 yards on the ground, four and a half yards per carry. So very similar there. Giving up 42% of third downs, 48% of fourth downs but allowing teams only to score 27 points per game. When Tech has the ball, uh, I think this is going to be the biggest disparity here. Um, although if you look at the S&P Plus numbers, the 53rd offense versus the 85th defense, Tech's Tech versus Cal defense um, is a little bit closer than the... No. It's one spot off. I won't see the exact same disparity. <laughs> very I, similar. I can't do yeah. math here. Um, but in terms of the defense for Cal, they are 127th in pass defense, 283 yards per game, 7.7 yards per completion. Um, sorry, per attempt. Uh, Texas Tech is throwing 221 yards at 6.2 yards per attempt. They're giving up just 3.8 yards per carry, 134 total yards on the ground. Texas Tech 166 on the ground at 4.6 yards per, per carry. Um, Texas Tech is converting 39% of third downs, 63% of fourth downs, 
whereas Cal is allowing 41% on third, 58 on fourth. Uh, the Tech offense is scoring 27 points per game, 26.8. Cal defense is giving up 32.7. So at this point, um, because of the last last game of the season, those numbers finally fell into the 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 wrong kind of disparity here, the wrong kind of uh, spread. Yeah. Whereas the Tex Tech offense is scoring fewer points than the Tex Tech defense is allowing uh, by cool. 0.2 points per game. Uh, Kel's, Cal's the same way. Yeah, they are also negative. That's even the same. 31.6 points per game on the offense, 32.7 points per game on the defense. Yeah, more explosive offense with a worse defense. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of, it really is a lot of Spider-Man meme right me now. You, you mean you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, they are 124th in tackles for loss per game. So they're not a very uh, disruptive defense. I mean, as you can probably tell with these numbers, um, they average about four tackles for loss per game. Um, and then about uh, bottom half, but around midpoint uh, on third down defense, 86th. On the season, they are plus two in the turnover margin. Um, they forced 26 turnovers, which is a lot, but their offense also gave it away 24 times. Um, they are led in tackles by a sophomore linebacker, Caleb alarms Ower, 6'2", 230, 87 total tackles, 49, 49 solo, one sack, one forced fumble, one fumble recovery, and one interception. Dude fills up a stat sheet. Um, and for comparison, uh, I meant to, I've been meaning to bring this up every time I just... And I never thought about it. Uh, ben Roberts for Texas Tech, 100 tackles, 53 solo. So pretty close on the solo wow. tackles, but has the edge there on total tackles with 100 versus Elam's or with 87. Second on the team for Cal is their defensive back, Craig Woodson, uh, originally from Grand Prairie, so Dallas kid, uh, six foot two ten, 78 tackles, 52 solo. Also, to compare to Texas Tech, your second leading guy is also a defensive back, C.J. Baskerville. 73 total tackles, 50 solo. Um, I mentioned they're not very disruptive. They have 23 sacks on the season, so uh, just under two per game. Um, And what I was noticing is that they bring pressure uh, from the second level. This is not a defensive line that gets the sacks. Uh, You you saw it with, with Texas Tech. You had some defensive linemen in there. These are all linebackers. David Reese has six and a half sacks, six two two forty. So this is more of an, uh, a bigger guy. Uh, so it's not like a, an edge rusher, um, but definitely not Xavier Carlton, six six two seventy. That's more of like a defensive lineman playing end or something. Uh, sorry, a linebacker that's kind of bulked up as the play man. He has four and a half sacks. And Cade Uluavi, six one two thirty. He's two and a half. Nobody else has more than one sack. Um, not going to mention earlier, they have 11 interceptions on the season. So Spider-Man meme, um, very similar matchup. Mm-hmm. Again, you love that it's a power five program. Hate that it's this early, but in terms of what you can expect, Michael, I expect both teams trying to run the ball very aggressively with their two great running backs, uh, take advantage of the offensive, uh, through the air when, when opportunities present themselves. Um, their pass defense is considerably worse than your pass yeah. defense. 
and that may be the right. the, the uh, sticking point. Although their their rush defense is better than yours. Well, and their rush offense is possibly better than ours. Not saying that I'm I am not disparaging the name Taj Brooks, but no, they you know, they, they have they, they use a second back. That's what it yeah, is. Yeah, <laughs> and as as you mentioned, this team they came in. What are they? Thirty something in the country in yards per game. Thirty three on uh, yeah. So coming in, averaging 181 yards. I mean, this is a full 12 game season. These guys run the ball and they run it effectively. And as you brought up too, I mean, I would love for Tech to take advantage of, uh, you know, Cal's deficiency on passing defense. But are they going to be able to with this many young guys running around out there that haven't seen as much action and haven't played probably? I don't know. There's some of these guys, three or four of them between them may have only played 10 snaps, 20. That's a good point. We, we, we talked about our, I, I'd mentioned the, the two deep release. Let's, let's go through that real quick. Um, because there are going to be a lot of young guys and, and we talked about, they, they have a, a second running back on the two deep that was released just this week. Uh, I would assume after the Cameron Valdez in the portal news, uh, Valdez is solicited as a second running back. Which may mean, yeah, which it is, may just be Brooks. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so for for our purposes, I bolded the freshman in the in the two deep, and then I put stars on uh, true freshman. Um, so, Michael, that's more for for your benefit. But uh, we'll, we'll go through this. We'll talk about who the freshman and the true freshman that will be in the two deep for the bowl game. So, obviously, your starting quarterback is going to be Baron Morton, backed up by Jake Strong, true freshman. Taj Brooks, Cameron Valdez, uh, outside receivers because your receiving room was decimated by the portal. Outside receiver Jordan Brown, where 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 is he? Where's he been? He's been like I don't know. When he gets an opportunity, like it seems like he flashes. He's been really good, but why hasn't he been used more? Especially when you hear about all the things that were wrong with the wide receiver room this year. It's like I hope there wasn't more to the story why he wasn't playing more. But this is a perfect opportunity for him to show what he can bring for this, this game and, and obviously the future for Red Raider football. Um, so on the outside receiver, Jordan Brown, Brady Boyd, uh, inside Xavier White, backed up by Kelby Valson, true freshman. Uh, red starting this year, but obviously has the eligibility to get in the game and not have to bury a red shirt. Uh, heard great things about him so far. Dre McCray, and Brady Boyd at the other inside receiver. So you did hear Brady Boyd's name listed twice there. Outside receiver and inside receiver backup. Um, and then on the other outside receiver, Coy Eakin and DJ Crest, another true freshman receiver. Tight end, no surprises here. Mason Tharp, Baylor Cup, Henry Teeter in that order. Uh, offensive line gets a little uh, iffy because of the Monroe Mills announcement. Left tackle will be Ty Buchanan, backed up by Matt Keeler. Also kind of a surprise that he's still there listed in the two deep as a guy that's in the portal, unless he's already announced he's not going anywhere. I don't remember. Maybe so. Left guard, Jacoby Jackson, Cole Spencer. Center, Dennis Wilburn, backed up by Sheridan Wilson, true freshman. Right guard, Rusty Stats, backed up by Caden Carr, true freshman. Right tackle, Caleb Rogers, who we mentioned will be back next year. Backed up by Daniel Sill, true freshman. So for those keeping score at home, that's what six 
true freshman backups on the two deep on offense? On offense alone, huh? All right. Let's go to a bowl game. It's, 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 it's going to be fine. This is fine. Uh, defensively, starting nose tackle Quincy Ledette, backed up by Trey McAlpine. No Jalen Hutchings uh, will be with the team. Yeah. Um, he had that knee surgery. Uh, nothing serious, but it was after the injury. Knee surgery after the injury. Uh, was it against UCF, I believe it was? Yes. Yeah, it was um, UCF. So Quincy Ledette will get the start there. Um, Tony Bradford holding down the other spot. Uh, backed up by Duda Banks, your edge. Um, updated today, uh, Dylan Spencer probably going to be your starter there. Backed up by Charles Esters the third. Miles Cole will not be participating in the bowl game uh, as he focuses on prep for the draft. Um, will linebacker Jacob Rodriguez backed up by Bryce Vermeer. So that that move seems to be. Uh, a little more solidified. Still waiting to see if he's going to come back for another year, which I think he has available. Uh, does Bryce Ramirez, Mike, Ben Roberts, or Josiah Pierre? Outside linebacker, so this will be your rush end linebacker guy, Joseph Adetere or Steve Linton. Uh, and Adetere has been playing out there a lot uh, this season. Star, Tyler Owens, Brendan Jordan, Joseph Plunk. Uh, one of your cornerback spots, Braylon Lux, Rashad Williams. The other would be Malik Dunlap and Marion, Marion Horn. Safeties, Rabbit, backed up by Chapman Lewis. And then CJ Baskerville, backed up by Jordan Sanford. So you've got one freshman, not true freshman, but freshman on the defensive line and Trey McAlpine. And then you've got four true freshman defensive backs. In the rotation back there. Although BJ Jordan has played a lot. <laughs> so it's not like he hasn't, you know, done anything this year. Um, but Chapman Lewis, Jordan Sanford, and Marion Horn, I think have all been reduced uh in terms of preserving their red shirt. Uh, so they'll they'll be able to play this this game without losing the red shirt, whereas uh BJ Jordan has played a lot this year. I feel better about <clears throat> You know, with Cal coming in averaging 181 yards rushing per game, the the front seven are some guys that have played quite a bit of football. Some old for men. Texas Tech. So oh, there's yeah. yeah. So there's there's at least that that gives me some hope. And um, you know, the secondary when they start rotating in the the young guys, I don't know if Cal's going to pick up on that and try to take advantage of it or not. And maybe they'll fail. Maybe they'll fail miserably trying to take advantage of it. And, you know, Chapman Lewis runs one back to the house. You never know. So I, I'm i wondering what their game plan will be if they kind of spot some of these new guys out there, and especially if it's a one-on-one situation or something, if they're going to try to uh, try to throw on them. Yeah, maybe. Um, so as of today, the line has uh, moved from three to two and a half in Tech's favor. Sorry, to Tech Tech was a three-point favorite. It has moved in Cal's favor down to two and a half. I, I said that was probably yeah. confusing. Um, over under 57 and a half. Probably has to do with both teams that want to run the ball a lot. So probably a lower scoring game um, with as much and that, running. And that opened at 58. So it's it's really just whatever it opened on, 
the I wrote some stuff down on the fourth. I know it opened a few days before that. It hasn't changed much at all. Even with all this portal stuff and everything, it's the line is has barely moved. Mm-hmm. Text tech a uh, fifty nine point two percent favorite on FPI. Good old ESPN football power index. How you feeling about this, Michael? I think it's going to be really close. Um, I think one one advantage that Texas Tech will have versus Cal is attendance. Yeah, I do think there will be a lot of Red Raiders there uh, with the proximity to DFW to the Metroplex. Just the fact that it is in a state that at least borders Texas, as opposed to being, you know, six states east of of where we go to school. So I. I'm not I'm not sure how much Cal travels, but I don't know if they travel that much to go are there a, to Shreveport. Are there direct flights from Berkeley to Shreveport? Don't think there are. Not that there I are imagine. direct flights from Lubbock to Shreveport. There aren't direct flights to Shreveport. That is know. a Venn diagram that it, that completely exists. So, uh, you know, a lot of Shreveport and Berkeley people, they meet in Lubbock. Maybe Lubbock's the center of that Venn diagram where you would find would find both sides of the coin but i'm i'm a little worried i still don't i, I don't trust this offense at all uh, i just saw them completely just demolished in austin they they played well enough against ucf thankfully special teams blocked an extra point they were able to run the ball that was the plan brooks is back that's great Cal's rushing defense isn't terrible. I mean, they're only allowing 134 yards per game, right? 3.8 yards per carry. I mean, that, that's something to consider too. So, uh, with all the new receivers, I, I, I'm, I think, I think I'm still going to pick Tech to win just because of of who I am. But I don't even know if I'm. I don't think I can even pick them to cover Spencer. I'm still working out a score in my head. I mean. Does Tech score 30? No. Do they score 31? That seems like a lot of points for, for this team. So I'm, I'm kind of thinking they win something like 27, 25 or something. 28, 27? Tech yeah. win, but not a cover? 28, 28 would be good. Yeah. 28, 27 sounds like a, I'm, I'm going to go 27, 25 and someone missed a PAT somewhere. Or a, a try for two. Yeah, there for whatever go. reason, because um, maybe it goes to overtime, and 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 you need the uh, the two point conversion attempts. Um, right. I, I the only thing that makes me, I mean, I'm as confident as I could be, I guess. But something that makes me confident is just what I mentioned before: the the fans, the the fact that I think there will be quite a bit of folks in the stadium. I was trying to be one of those folks, but it just didn't really work out. It just I wanted to That's support a long you on way that. to go. I wanted to go with I know, you. I know. But, you know, obligations and this time of year, there's a lot of family things going on. And yeah, I, we really looked into it and I had a, had a hotel reserved and everything just in case. And it just didn't work out. But yeah, we were going to, we we're going to uh, road trip it up Saturday morning. We were, man. We're going to spend 16 solid road trip hours together. And then just play share a hotel room. Nothing but road, road trip bingo. Yeah. 
some Rob Rowe road trip games. Yeah. Um, which he's very yeah, defensive. We'd have to of. call him. Very defensive. Um, I like, I like, I like road trip games. What was the one? I played, we you know what? Okay. Here's one I played. You go, you go first. No, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about it. It was like, so it was on the way back from Andrews. Um, Oh, with you and Rob? Yeah. Uh, when we called that football game, I guess it was last fall. It's been a, it's been a minute. Um, and basically like you would take, shoot, I don't know. I'm really, uh, did we go alphabetically and you just had to name a movie that started with that letter? Ah, see that. I would love that. Or if it, or if we had to use the last letter of the movie title we gave to be the first letter of the one that the other person had to guess. That's exactly what I was going, getting into because I was on a, uh, a, we had to go to San Antonio for a project several years ago and their, one of their radio stations plays this bumper to bumper gimmick. That's one of their things they do in the evenings, I guess on the, I guess during five o'clock traffic. And that's exactly their bit is the name of the song, you know, the last letter in the name of the song, the second song has to start with that letter. And so the guy I was with, he and I kept trying to guess what the next song was going to be because of the classic rock station. So we mm. had, we had a pretty good idea of what they would probably play. And I think we, I think we hit a few of them, right. But it's, that's, that's something I would do. That'd be fun. What did you, I think I completely talked over you predicting your score. You might should say it again. No, I, I haven't said it yet. It's fine. Uh, I was, I was, the, okay. the, the number okay. I gave earlier, I was going to go 28, 27. Uh, not, not like a missed extra point, but it's going to come down like a, a defensive stand. Uh, I think, I, I, I don't think you're going to see a, a team. I don't think you're going to see Texas Tech come from behind 21, 27 to score the last field, the last touchdown. But what I think is going to happen is, um, it may be like 28, 24, you hold Cal, they have to go for a field goal and hope for the, the onside or something that they need points. I don't, that, that, that feels backwards. Maybe it's like, um, they have some kind of goofy score, like 28 to 20, they score a touchdown. They decide to, no, that doesn't make sense either. Why, <laughs> why wouldn't you go for two to tie the game? Um, I was wondering. Maybe it's 28-21. They, they scored the touchdown. They go for two and miss it. I don't know. I, I think I think, I think think your defense is going to come up here and, and, and hold them. Uh, w- w- whether it's three touchdowns and two field goals or, or a missed extra point or a, a failed two-point conversion. Um because maybe it does go to overtime. Like m- maybe with the, the 8 p.m. kick and the, the running clock with how much uh, these teams are going to run the ball, they're going to like, let's get out of this thing early. Let's get out of here. Um, so lower scoring game, both of us uh, mid to low 50s. Texas Tech winning but not covering. Um, honestly, Michael, I-, I was thinking about this today. I was like, I would probably be frustrated in the moment, but like I don't think I would be really all that upset if Tech loses this game which I think is a point of a bowl game, right? Like you're just going to have fun and one more game uh, and everything, all that will go out the window once, uh, uh, you know, the kickoff's in the air. You're like, oh, now we got to win this game. 
Yeah, you're exactly um, right. Yeah, but I'm just, reason I'm, goes out the window. I'm just looking happens. forward to, to a football game. One more game in the season is what we yeah. were hoping for. Work, working, what the team was working for. Um, but it's kind of a good time. Be late. We'll probably have an instant reaction. I can't confirm yeah. or deny or commit to that because it's going to be like a 11:30 or midnight final whistle. Um, I know. I can't confirm to still being awake, depending on how the game's going. Yeah, if it's in the, like the Texas, I'm game, good. I'll be I'll be at home, Spencer. If if you want, I'll be home too. Want to hop on? But, we'll knock it out. Uh, it also could be like, like I said, 11:45 midnight. We're like, uh, yeah. <laughs> Will we be coherent? Maybe not. But we'll be home, so we can yeah. give it a shot. <laughs> hey, speaking of giving a shot, let's uh let's talk about basketball, man. Okay. That was good. Um, currently, they are reviewing an out-of-bounds change of possession, possibly. Uh, a minute 16 left. Warren Washington was going out-of-bounds through it. May have tipped off of an ORU player. Um, it was said to be Tech Ball, but we'll see what they come back with. Tech's Tech leading 71-70. Sorry, 77-71. Uh, what was the preview that we, we gave? 73-69. So right in that right in that realm because Haslametrics is a it's a pretty good system pretty close at least for Texas Tech recently um that mm-hmm. yeah, 73 basically to 70 so a three point win for Texas Tech you're up by six right now with a minute 15 to go not over by any stretch um you did have a, a decent lead earlier Texas Tech six and two on this season uh looking to get to seven and two seeking that 27th consecutive home non-conference victory. Uh, this would go back to that game you played against Kentucky a few years ago. You lost that one in overtime, which was a heartbreaker. Loved that game. I was actually at that game. Had a great time with my wife. Um, his family are Kentucky fans. I think I bring that up every time. But um, <laughs> You did take down... Um, oh, Omaha. It was Omaha. Omaha! Right? Yes, last week, which we we right, it, we, we came on we after recorded Wednesday night. Yeah, yeah, with a illness in the family. Uh, and to tell you how that went, Michael, we had to buy Lysol wipes, Lysol spray, bleach, <laughs> laundry Stop. sanitizer. Like it was a mess, hot mess express, uh, and came back with a vengeance Saturday night. No, I, I I I say that it wasn't it wasn't bad. It was contained to one child, which knock on wood grateful that that was the extent of it but it was the three-year-old there's no concept of what's happening uh can barely tell you what's going on um anyways saturday night it was it was bad he he ended up having like some really bad stomach cramps and he couldn't tell me what's going on he was just wailing i was like i don't know how to help you yeah please please bro (laughs) and then i I heard his like his stomach grumbles like Ah, I understand what's going on. I'm so sorry. But there's nothing I can do for you. Yeah. Anyways. Just gotta it out. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll come back to that and the, what we learned, just how that totally messes up with your, your schedule, your clock, man. Um, but that was on Wednesday. Uh, since then, did hear that Devin Cambridge will be out for the season with the injury he sustained in that game, which is sucks, right? 
Yeah, um, that's devastating. At, at trying to not replace him, but find the production somewhere um, in some kind of rotation between um, Jennings and Lindsay uh, and Yalahu. Uh, Yalahu. Um, tonight they went with Jennings and, you know, obviously still trying to get. Yep. Um, I mean, you're not going to get to Devin Cambridge. Uh, that's why you brought him in, but you're trying to get some of that experience minutes in uh, with Jennings. Um, like I said, tonight, um, 32 seconds to go. It's still 77-71. Um, you had, like I said earlier, had a rough start to the game. It felt like the baskets were closed until you uh, you took a timeout. You got the uh, the tech back out there, adjusted everything. Tighten them down or, or loosen them back up. Don't know how that works. Whatever it was that was keeping it going in, they changed it. Um, but you were uh, shooting tonight, not great. Um, you're at forty percent from the field so far on the game. Sorry, thirty nine point seven percent, forty percent and a half. Uh, not great from three. Ten of twenty nine. Um, Kerwin Walton, though, still trying to 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 find his role to to stake his claim on some playing time. Four of seven from from three, uh, five of eight from the field. He's added seventeen points. You've got three guys in double figures. Uh, Walton leading your scores tonight with seventeen. Warren Washington at sixteen. Darian Williams at fifteen. Pop Isaac still trying to find his shot. Man, he's two of twelve on the night. Uh, one of seven from three. Um, and then Joe Toussaint, four of 10 from the floor, nine points and one of four from beyond the arc. Free throw shooting, not terrible. 15 of 20, uh, 75%. You would have hoped to get to the free throw line a little bit more frequently than you had. Um, but you're you're hitting your free throws now. Um, your, your ice in this game and, and extending your lead, uh, it's up to 80 to 71 right now. Um, defensively, uh, or Roberts has had a couple of guys go off on him. You got a, uh, Kareem Thompson, 19 points, Jalen Bedford, 26 points. Bedford is six Sheesh. of eight from three, nine of 16 yeah. from the, from the floor. So he's not been great, uh, not shooting threes. Um, and then Kareem Thompson, five of seven from three, um, six of twelve from the floor. Isaac McBride just hit another three. He's only three of ten. Uh, Shang Weaver, one of eight. So, um, shooting wise, like you've held them, um, Oral Roberts to. As they held them, they shot forty-five percent for the game. <laughs> Uh, yeah. 46% from three, 100% on free throws, but they've only shot four free throws. They are not an aggressive get to the paint type of offense. Uh, they are volume jump shooters, uh, but they are shooters. So, it, I mean, when you shoot 45, 46%, um, you know, those aren't, those aren't, those aren't bad shots to take. Um, but on close games, you need more than four field goal attempts. Uh, and it looks like Texas Tech wins this one eighty two seventy four. So uh, you do move to seventy two on the season, and you keep that home 
win streak alive versus non-conference opponents. Um, but it's games like this that are going to help you uh, with your tournament resume down down the line, um, your experience going to Big 12 play. Um, because Big 12 play is going to be a, just a rock fight, dude. I mean, yes. Two nights a week where you're just going to be beating the ever-living hell out of somebody else. <laughs> um, because, I mean, not like like you're going to be blowing people out. The, the the fight in these games is going to be just tough. Um, from from what you saw in the first half and anything you were able to kind of pick up on the second half, Michael, what, what do you what do you think? Um, where do you think this team is going? Like, is this a is this a, a good win? Is this a move in the right direction? You know, obviously, a win is a win, right? That's great, but yeah. It's it's still really tough for me to tell. I'm I'm really struggling to see who this team is, and I, I mean the, the rebounds tonight were spectacular. You know, out rebounding Oral Roberts forty eight to twenty nine, mm-hmm. including twenty one offensive rebounds. But that's that's because they were missing shots. Uh, you know, so there were a lot of offensive rebounds to be had for Texas Tech, but. I think that it's, I mean, what worries me the most is not the most, but worries, what worries me is defense. Uh, they lose guys on defense all the time. Yeah. Uh, I know at least a couple of plays in the first half, they're able to dump it down low. They lose a six, nine guy or something who's down on the block by himself. And the ball flies over a guard's head who's in the lane and just, they miss a layup. You know I mean? They have a layup right there that happened last week too. That was frustrating. So they've got to get better on rotating. I said that last week too. I know that's beating a dead horse, but defensively that worries me. Also, I mean, if you can't rotate and defend the three, we saw that last year. That was frustrating. If uh, I'm, I'm not sure if if that's some sort of carryover, or just a happenstance, you know. But tonight, to have a, a team come into your house and shoot. 44% from three, including 50% in the first half. And they slowed down a little bit in the second half, fortunately, because Tech only won by six. So that could have really hurt him if they just hit a couple more threes. And Oral Roberts, for whatever reason, I guess they weren't aggressive enough going into the paint. I didn't have the game on in here while we were recording because I'm worried about my bandwidth issues. But they shot four free throws. That's commitment, people. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Commitment to the pod. But yeah, Oral Roberts shot four free throws. I don't think they shot any in the first half. So they weren't attacking the basket. And, you know, had they changed that up a little bit, Tech would be in some trouble. So mm-hmm. I don't feel great about this team, but I wasn't expecting to. I, I just kind of want to see how it shakes out, see what McCaslin does. I, I know when, when he was interviewed by Level in uh, the end of the first half, it looked like he was about to explode because he was very, he could tell he was just on edge and not happy at all with how his team was performing in the first half. He's trying different lineups. Uh, You know, Walton's been a spark off the bench the last two games. Maybe he can keep that up. Uh, But just to, just to answer your question in a rambling statement, I still really don't know. I mean, I, I I think, uh, Gosh, I always forget. Is it 
when I see a name, I can't say it. Is it Toussaint? Mm-hmm. Okay. Cause I keep wanting to say Toussaint. Toussaint. Cause, uh, cause I'm from, uh, I'm from West Texas, but so Toussaint, I, I really like him. I, I think that's probably, and it, he's been my favorite new guy, obviously. And he just plugs in, plays really hard. Uh, you know, he dished four assists tonight. I know that he was probably slowed down a little bit by that injury that he had to take a little bit of time off for, but he did play after that mm-hmm. from what I could tell. Yeah, yeah. He came back. Um, yeah. So, you know, 40% shooting for him. You'll take that only 10 shots though. So only nine points, but I've really enjoyed him. And Warren Washington has, has shown some, uh, some excellent athleticism that, Hopefully they they can design some more plays for, and he had 18 tonight on 80% from the field shooting. Yeah, so um, two guys, he's someone I've seen. Sorry. You had to no excited about Warren Washington, his, his progress. He, like I said, he, not, yes. not a, not a early season. I was not, not excited about what, what he was bringing, but certainly that that's changed at least in, in my mind. Um, agree. He had a double double tonight, 18 points, 12 rebounds. Darren Williams also had a double double, 10 rebounds, 15 points. Um, you mentioned so Oral Roberts had four free throws in the game. Texas Tech had four free throws in the first half, but finished at 24. So definitely a lot more aggressive in the second half, getting 20 additional free throw attempts. Um, you finished 18 of 24, but you look across like. Four of six, five of six, two of four, three of four, two of two, two of two. It's not like anybody had a bad night shooting a free throw. Um, nobody missed more yeah. than two. Pop Isaacs was four of six. Uh, Warren Washington, two of four. Everybody else missed one or none. Um, so, like, you can't complain about, okay, you only shot 75% from the free throw line. Well, you you missed, the one guy had, he missed two. Like, I don't, I, don't, I, I can't find a lot of fault in, like, Okay, he went six times and missed twice. That's not something I'm going to harp on. Um, well, and they did a great job. And Oral Roberts was a tournament team last year, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, both of these teams tonight had eight turnovers. So Texas Tech wasn't able to really get the ball out of Oral Roberts' hands. You know, they they, they played some smart basketball. So you'd like to see that go up, but. Um, I mean, I think that's what's really helped Tech is having Tucson in there. He had one turnover tonight. I, I think he's really helped this offense keep, uh, you know, keep the ball in their own hands and not shoot themselves in the foot before they even get to the the three point line. Yeah, and then go back to the point about the they just weren't aggressive. You you led points in the paint thirty two to sixteen. Um. The the rebound rebounding advantage certainly helped out. Second chance points twenty five to nine in your favor. Um, they had more steals and more blocks, but um, didn't turn those into fast break points. Both teams only had five. Uh, so when when you did turn the ball over, you didn't let it. You know, it didn't snowball anything. It didn't have any kind of big change in the momentum for you. Uh, at least negatively. Um, another trend. This is twice in a row now. You you finished the game three ish minutes without a field goal. Yeah, I was looking at that. I mean, it, luckily they were fouling intentionally, 
and so you you know tech was able to make from some free throws to keep that score moving but yeah three almost four minutes without a field goal yeah it was a your last field goal was a Warren Washington layup uh, with 3.20 to go. Um, before that was a Curran Walton three-pointer, Warren Washington layup. But then it was free throw, free throw, free throw, free throw, free throw. Um, <laughs> yeah. So obviously you, you, need your, you need your offense to be able to score late. Um, because it's up on my phone, I, I, I read the, the recap real quick. Uh, you know another offense that scored late to win the Mike, win the game, Michael. Hmm. My Dallas Mavericks. They hit a three. Rub it in. My Spurs are on a. They, they have. They have games. still. It's seventeen now. Oh they God. have still not won a game since November second. Well, my, my Mavericks. Oh, and get this. My Mavericks get are fifteen this. and eight. So, this happened to me while I was talking to a, a coworker today. I got a notification on my watch from the score app, which is what I use to keep up with scores and notify me when games ago are starting and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And it said something like Spurs center to be out rest of the year with ACL injury. Oh, and I was thinking, Oh my gosh. And then I open it up <laughs> and it is uh it's not women Yama. It's not Wimby. It's some guy on the Austin Spurs, the G League team. <laughs> I about had a heart attack. Like you guys, you, you got to write clarify these that notifications better because I opened it and at first it was an it was a name I didn't recognize and I thought, well, okay, maybe there's a backup center I don't know on the Spurs. Sure. And then I click the article and I start reading and it's something about the Austin Spurs. Like, well, damn it, no wonder. Quick I don't know face. who this guy is. They got you. Come on. Ah, oh, that ha- make me have a heart attack. Anyway, so yeah, uh good they were good uh, way to go Mavericks. Way were, to go Mavs. Really happy for y'all. Hosting LeBron James and the Lakers, man. And I, I watched the first half waiting for the tech game to start. Uh Samantha was working around the house and I was kind of just holding the kids down so she can get some stuff done. Um and the two youngest fell asleep on me. I was like, this is great. I don't have to go anywhere. <laughs> I'm helping. Let's watch, let's watch some basketball. Watch some basketball. I'm helping. I'm helping. The first half was super entertaining. Uh, it's Texas. Mavericks went into halftime 71-61. That's a lot of points, man. Yeah, I know. I know. It's like uh, a, you get almost whiplash. Yeah, it's like back I've, and forth. Yeah, I've watched, uh, you know, way more college basketball the last six or seven years than pros. And anytime I watch pros, I'm just like, this is, Nuts. <laughs> it's uh, because I don't, I don't have a lot of experience. I don't, I don't watch a lot of, of, of pro basketball. It's like more than one partial game I'll watch until like June. Yeah. Like there's like very little defense played. At least it feels that way. Um, you just run down there, pass the ball, ball in a couple seconds and shoot it. And because they're professionals, like they make a ton of their shots. It's like, yeah, they run up the court, shoot, they run back. Def- defend for a few seconds they get the ball go back up the court like that whiplash is a good good turn for you You're just like back and forth back and forth and like it feels like like teams can go on runs just so quickly because like if you miss one shot like okay now you're down six points mm-hmm. um 
yeah, the crowds will get into it too. It, I, I'm worried, man, because the Lakers are headed to San Antonio next. I think they play a couple games there. Yeah. Next. I think they're doing the, what do they call that? The rodeo or something where you play all three Texas teams. They, they rodeo were, road trip, something like that. They were talking about the NBA national, like they, it was just like there's the, the blurb on the screen said NBA national broadcast schedule. It was Lakers, Lakers, Lakers. Like guys, <laughs> I know there are 31 That's, other teams you can follow. There are, but thankfully because they're playing the Lakers, um, I might be able to watch my Spurs play on. Uh, That's a good point. My, Friday. I, I was able to watch because it, it wasn't on Valley Sports Southwest. It was on TNT. Yeah. That's exactly it. So I'll get to see my uh, my Spurs play the Lakers six thirty on ESPN on Friday, and uh, they may have already dropped another one. So it might be my three and twenty Spurs versus my <laughs> versus the fifteen ten Lakers. Ugh. We'll see. Um, I may have to find something to do during that time. Well, you could probably. Uh... Pick up a, a Lady Raider stream. Are they well, Lady Friday? Raiders play tomorrow night. Ah, they, they play haven't played. Night. Speaking of, they haven't played since our last recording, but they are ten and zero on the season. Uh, Wednesday the thirteenth, Education Day, early early tip, eleven thirty. If you uh, go to that game, take ear protection. <laughs> is Little McDonald going to this game? No, no, she is not. Which is. Which is a shame. She would probably really enjoy it because she'd know what to do and everything. And she, because she likes to tell her friends this is what to do. <laughs> We're kind of working on that. Yeah. Hey, this is when you cheer. And you, this is what this you is say. when you put your guns up, people. Do it. It's, it's it's so sweet. She knows the kind of the melody and the cadence of the fight song, mm-hmm. but she does not know the words. And but it doesn't stop her from saying words. And so I like her. I like her words. She they're great. She'll hear me sing it. And then, yeah, she's like, no, that's, that's still not how I'm going to sing it. I'm going to make up my own words. Um, I, I almost hate to admit this. I'm still working with Grayson on, on some of his Texas Tech fandom stuff because he'll talk about, like, watching the Texas game. I know. The what? <laughs> yeah. she, was, she was genuinely confused the other day. Um, well, we want Texas to win, right? And I'm like, no, 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 no. We want Texas Tech to win. No, no, we want Texas Tech. This is different. Yeah. We don't want orange. We don't like orange. No. I thought if I talk in colors, maybe that'll help drive the point home. But anyway, later we're taking on Incarnate Word tomorrow, uh, 11.30 a.m. tip, and then heading out to, to Maui next week. Uh, Texas Tech men's team. If you aren't going to be driving out to, to Shreveport, to Bossier City, you can head over to Fort Worth if you're in the DFW area. It's a little bit shorter drive. Um, that game will be getting close to being over by the time kickoff is coming around. So uh, wrap up that game and find out where your your spot is to watch the football game. But they will be taking on Vanderbilt, 4-5 and five Vanderbilt in Dickey's Arena, 630 ESPN+. Plus. Quick little preview. Tex Tech is a comfortable favorite in this game, more so than even tonight versus Oral Roberts. Um, they were four, a, a little more than three-point favorite tonight. They are our 14-point favorite against the Doors. 
Yeah, the, the Doors had a rough start. Uh, you know, they, I mean, quite, I don't want to say literally because I try not to, but they had a rough start home opener against Presbyterian. Have you heard of Presbyterian, Spencer? No. Me neither. They lost it. They lost their homeowner, home opener against Presbyterian. They lost to San Francisco. Um, yeah, they lost to San Francisco. Um, and they also lost to schools I've heard of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. NC State, Arizona State, Boston College. So not a great start for the Doors. And, you know, 208 in Ken Palm right now, adjusted offense of 149, adjusted defense of 276, adjusted tempo of 305. So they're going to try to slow this game down, maybe not intentionally, maybe just because they hold the ball until someone has to shoot it. Those and because they actually- don't want to play defense because they're bad at it. Yeah, those numbers are actually pretty similar to, to Oral Roberts. Uh, they're Ken Palm 170, adjusted offense 102, uh, Vanderbilt's 149, defense 268 for Oral Roberts versus 276 for Vanderbilt. Tempo a little bit slower for Vanderbilt, 305 to 296. So, but pretty significant advantage for, for TAC. One, you're going to have a little bit greater uh, presence there in Fort Worth than will Vanderbilt. Yep. Um. And then I don't know, that, some of them might be in Shreveport. Yeah, maybe light people in Shreveport. Uh, and then after that, uh, you'll have a you'll, you'll you'll be off until the twenty first. You'll be hosting uh, UT Arlington one p.m. And then the following Thursday, the twenty eighth, Sam Houston seven p.m. We may be going to that one. We're looking into taking the family to a basketball game. We're going to UT Arlington because that's the day our little one gets out of school and she gets out early. Yeah, uh, we would. We also thought about that, but then I was like, well, we could also just go ahead and hit the road because we're going to Dallas for Christmas. <laughs> yeah, you might as well. Yeah. So, like we, we could stay for the game uh, and then leave Friday morning. Three th- yeah. Miss a day. Miss a day, though. Or just go ahead and, you know, once school's out, bounce and catch the game next week. So. Uh, and then only one more non-conference game after Sam Houston, North Alabama, New Year's Day, 1 p.m. And then you get into the conference play, January 6th at Texas. 7 p.m. ESPN2. That's that's a pretty good, pretty good setup there. Yeah. All right, let's uh, wrap this up with what do we learn, Michael? What do you say? I'm good with it. What do we learn, Palmer? I don't know, sir. I don't know either. All right, so I, I talked about possibly having a uh, watch party, Christmas party. We're having our neighbors over. We're supposed to have a, a neighborhood Christmas party this week, uh, and it just kind of fell apart. Actually, it's supposed to be tonight, for the 12th. And we're like, no, we're not like we've, we've hosted and planned the last few of them, um, decided, or one of the other neighbors chimed in and said, Hey, they, they want to help out next time. It's like, great. We're going to do it. We want to do a Christmas party. Why don't you take that one? Nothing came of it. So, uh, our neighbors that are good friends with us, we're good friends with them. Uh, we're going to get together Saturday night for the bowl game, but also for, uh, just a an excuse to get together. Um, going to have some holiday foods, but also tailgate football watching type foods. 
There you go. Um, kicking around doing one of those uh, triple dip packages. You know, like the queso, guac, and salsa. You just go to Rose's, whatever. The party platter. Maybe something like that or like a meat, cheese, and cracker tray. I was, I'm trying to figure out what I want to make though. Um, last fall, I tried out those shotgun shells, those smoked shotgun shells. Oh yeah. The, in like the, those large pasta in manicotti. Yeah. Uh, and then you, you put like a cream cheese sausage mixture into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was expecting more of a, like a stuffed pepper consistency to the inside of these things, but they end up being more like a sausage ball consistency. Um, and then I thought like, just make a big batch of sausage balls. Those are awesome. I could. And it's kind I, of that time of year for that too. I, thought, Man, like, I'd be I love only, sausage balls. Only one that would eat that. I was like, oh, uh, I don't want to do that. Uh, sausage balls. Maybe we get somebody else who would pick on those. Um, so I'm, I'm actually really like, I don't have a lot of great ideas. I was hoping to hear maybe, maybe if you were having a game watching something or another that you had a a menu item I could pick your brain on. I'm actually looking through my notebook. You got one right now. Okay. Or you have your notebook with you. Well, I had it, I had it sitting here from last week when I shared my surefire St. Louis spare ribs. Uh, Man, I talked about how I like absolutely demolished those ribs last time, right? Like way overcooked them. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I couldn't remember if it was on the recording or after we had had stopped. Oh, that's a great point. I think it was on recording though. Yeah. Anyways, for those that didn't hear or or whatever, three, two, one method, way overcooks your ribs. (laughs) Figure something else out a little bit shorter. Uh, Actually, go back and listen to DeMichael's uh, surefire rib recipe. I'm pretty sure that was on the recording. That's it. Um, um, I think I would. Have you cons? Uh, no, that's just a lot of. I really try not to always do pulled pork, but it's definitely on my short list. So when you're having people over, have I, I did pulled pork last week? We have leftovers of that. We're still working on, which is fine. Love that. Also, um, one of the families within the local Rogers All Red Clan. Um, what we do on Sundays, if it's your birthday that week, like you get to pick dinner. Anyways, birthday, birthday person this week, one in carnitas. Oh, good job. Birthday person. So I smoked another pork butt and then I, uh, shredded it and then fried, fried it on the, the blackstone, crisped it up on the blackstone, um, and some bacon up, which really only, only allowed me to cook up this entire seven pound pork brut and crisp it up that much faster. Otherwise I would just done it in a cast iron pan on the stove, which would have made the house real smoky. So I've got a ton of pork butt, uh, both in pulled pork and carnitas form and leftovers in the house right now. Just fine. What is, what is your family's stance on meatloaf? We actually had really good meatloaf a couple weekends ago. Ah, okay. Uh, have you, have you tried, what do you, what about pecans? Do you guys like pecans? Uh, me, not so much. Ah, uh, there's some good smoked pecan recipes where you kind of mix it with butter, 
and some different seasonings. Some well, we were wanting to try cayenne. some some roasted nuts. Try handle like roasting some nuts. So maybe maybe we we, we try some of that. I don't know if smoking yeah. is gonna be the right move though. Yeah, I know. We want like a sweet, the sweet kind. You can always just throw on some sausage links. That yeah. might be the thing to do. Nobody likes sausage except for me. Well, aren't you doing like a meat tray thing? Right, but no one would eat if it was sliced and presented. I don't think so. They just want like ham and turkey. Oh man! Which like I'll just buy that. I just I want I wanted to make something. Fajitas? You could do fajitas on the Blackstone. Maybe smoked queso. Oh yeah, yeah. Instead of going to like roses, but then we have to make guac and find some salsa. I don't know. Anyways, the other thing I learned. <sighs> What'd uh, you learn? Just just how much like, okay, so like I didn't get sick, but when somebody in your house gets sick, like <laughs> how much it throws off your, the whole day, the following day. Yeah. Right. Like, so Hayden, our three-year-old got sick Saturday night, Sunday, we were just zombied out, dude. We were just like, we laid around the house and did absolutely nothing, which is almost acceptable on a Sunday. Uh, obviously we, we stayed home from church, didn't want to take that in around. We weren't exactly sure what was going to happen with Hayden. Um, he was, he's, he's fine. He woke up Sunday morning asking for his dinner leftovers. He's like, you sure about that, man? <laughs> Bro's hungry. Um, which was great. Cause after he was sick on Tuesday, he was like, his appetite came back very slowly. It was like, maybe he's not feeling well, but Sunday he woke up with an appetite. I was like, okay. So I, I feel fairly confident he's over this now. Um, but yeah, I mean like, Part of it had to do with like me being awake with him for quite a while uh, when he was dealing with, with his stomach cramps. Mm. Um, and then just not being on your normal schedule. Like we slept in, uh, we took naps. Like we're just like, just zonked out, man. And that was two nights this week. So. Yeah, that'll knock you down. And it, I wasn't even when I got sick. Like. No. Still, completely, everybody was, was thrown off. What about you, man? What did you learn? Gosh, I was kind of hoping you'd forget to ask me. I, I learned. There are weeks I don't, I, don't, I don't contribute anything. So if you didn't learn anything, it's fine. I, I, I'm sure there's something I learned. Uh, I have something else to contribute here before we wrap up, too, if you just want to. Uh, okay, I learned that. We had our office Christmas party mm-hmm. out at Kegels. Ooh, good choice. Kegels, Kegels makes a fine steak. I mean, they, they really do. It's not, I don't, I don't know if it's going to be, you know, there's probably a, a lot of people out there who are snobs about it or something, but for our Christmas party, it was kind of a buffet situation. So they, they cooked them all beforehand mm-hmm. and had them in there. And even though they did that, and the steaks are kind of thinner, but they also cover the entire plate. So I don't feel like I was getting cheated by in any way. I mean, it's still like a big steak, but it was a perfect medium slash medium rare the whole way through it. And which is surprising with how thin those they steaks had to are. cook so many. Yeah. And then they're all stacked on top of each other in that thing, mm-hmm. you know? So anyway, it's like they do I've, this for a living. Yeah. I have, I, I, <clears throat> I do think sometimes they can kind of over season it, but man, I don't mind 
if, if the seasoning is good, bring it on. And they have a good seasoning out there. So yeah. hats off to Kegels for another, another more than solid Christmas party. And our, our ladies up front who organize it, they, they picked a different building for us this year and it was perfect. It was like the perfect size. Cause we've kind of switched to going back to them. You know, we kind of have a, a pattern of where we go. And so this is our second year back at Kegels and last year it was, mm, it, it really depends. You know, we only have 35 or 40 employees. So obviously not everybody's coming. Do you but you're looking come? at, yes. Okay. I mean, they're, they're invited for yeah. sure, but you know, does, doesn't always work that people. way. Yeah, probably 50, 60 at the most. So, I, I was thinking about this. The um, room they had was perfect this year. It was, mm. it was breathing room. There were like two empty tables or something, but the rest of the tables were all full and, you know, there were door prizes and stuff that, uh, that they, our, our ladies up front had put together and gave away and stuff. So anyway, nice job Kegels. Yeah. I, I, I like them. I've, I've been out there only for the, the baseball kickoff dinner oh that was out there yeah yeah uh and, and with tadlock and all them yeah and and he'll bring the team out and do like a little panel interview with with, with some, some of the guys up there um <clears throat> but they 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 will have um just those trays and trays of ribeye steaks that are half inch thick maybe but perfectly cooked yeah yeah um, baked potatoes and all kinds of great stuff. well seasoned <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, if you go in the restaurant and sit down and you order a, a half-inch ribeye or whatever, or a three-quarter or one-inch, I mean, you're, you're going to get what you ordered. But, you know, at these functions, they're 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 not going to – you're going to get this, the smaller ones, which is what you'd expect. But, yeah, if they're cooked they're as well thin. as they have they're been. They're not small. They're thin. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's what I mean. Yeah, I was trying to cover that. The, the surface area Yeah, no, is, it's, it's, is a, where it's at. Pretty significant steak. Uh, which yeah, I, my, I, I can appreciate that kind of event. My salad and baked potato were kind of on top of part of my steak because there was no other place for it to go. And I, I was perfectly happy with that. Yeah. Um, speaking of, I, <clears throat> I, I was thinking about this year. I was like, I don't know if I'm going to go to the baseball dinner again this year, but I don't know. Did they revoke our pass? I'm just kidding. No, no, it was not, not like we're not. We no longer have back. a media pass with. <laughs> um, no, I've, I've just been a, a few years and it's, it's, it, I get, I know it supports the baseball team, all that kind of stuff, but it's like, I've, I've, I've done it and it's, it's fine. Um, and I, I, I go and I, I usually, usually would sit with or near Keith and, mm-hmm. um, but that's also like, like his world. So like he's very well connected oh, yeah. with everybody that's there. So like I get to tag along and talk to like George and Gus. I don't like, it's not like we have deep conversations, but like they will include me in the conversation because I'm sitting there because they're good human beings. <laughs> but it's just yeah. like, it's just not something I go with, like where I have a group of friends there or um, I have a lot of other connections there. Um, I've always enjoyed it, but I just, I don't know. It's like, I don't know if we're going again. Um, it's a great event. I'm not, not downplaying that at all. Um, speaking of baseball though, Michael, this is the last thing I want to wrap up with. Okay. Uh, in the process of reg- registering Grayson for Little League. So y'all get ready for everybody's favorite segment, the Little League segment coming back. Going yard. Not going yard, but... Uh, little League update. Little League updates. 
I'm not coaching. I'm I'm trying to say that as many times to convince myself and to <laughs> have Samantha hold me accountable to I'm not coaching. I'm not how's, umpiring. How's it working? I'm not not well, I have I I'm working through the registration process. This year they need a school administrator signature on their form to to verify eligibility. Oh. Like like this is serious. Well, isn't like like it used to be like you need to you need to provide like three forms of, of like your residence, like your bills or something that shows that you live at the address that you say you do. But this year, but me now what, they're making sure you're not bringing in a ringer. I guess so. Like that they, some 17 year old kid. So they asked like, okay, what's, what school does he go to? It's like, well, he goes to Cooper East. I'm like, well, then you'll need a, you'll need the, a, an administrator of the school to verify his enrollment as of October 1st. It's like, okay. Anyways, I'll work through that. Um, once I do that, I can't really sign up to be a volunteer anymore to coach or anything about I'm, I'm not coaching, not doing that again. Um, I may help out at practices because I've already be at practice, but I'll be like a dad that will play catch during warmups, but I will not coach the team. Um, you will not coach the team. Will not coach it because Samantha will need help at the games outside the fence with two yeah, little that's children. Right. I have to Get be out kids. there with her. You will not coach the team, not coach the team. I am not going to umpire, which would keep- be, Negatively reinforcing this, um, which trying would to take help me you. away from an, like even more take me away from Samantha and the kids. Uh, I was able to do it this year because it was just uh, Finley was small enough; like she wasn't going anywhere. Right. Um, yeah. Um, and we didn't have Grayson scheduled to, to juggle either. But if Grayson has games and practices all the kind of stuff, I'm not going to fit in. Um, I'm not going to fit in umpiring around that. But the league got me somewhere else, Michael. They asked me to serve on the board. No, on the board. Oh, you're on the board. Look at you. So I will go to board meetings. Um, <laughs> there are very few of those, but there are board meetings. And then I will sign up for board duty at the fields uh, that I hope to coordinate with games. At least most like I can coordinate with Grayson's schedule. Um, whether that means I will go and open up the fields before teams arrive for warming up and concessions, all that kind of stuff, or if I'll be there late to shut everything down. Um, but those will be my, my in season responsibilities, but meetings start tomorrow. I have a board meeting tomorrow. Baseball finds a way. Little league finds a way. I'm on the little league board, which I'm, I'm actually excited about. Um, so I have that tomorrow night. Go roll with an iron fist. You're going to create some new rules. You're going to get some, I don't, here's the thing. Plans. I don't know how open they are to change. And like, like the changes I would want would be to bring it more to like, to level out the playing field. And I don't know how, how open current board is to that. Cause it seems like they don't really care. Like they will, uh, the league is set up in a way that they kind of turn their back or like, Oh, that didn't happen. I didn't see that in terms of like drafting and trading teams and players, all that kind of stuff on how teams are built. Um, because every year there are two teams that are basically the same every single year with the same coaches and same kids. Like you can only freeze as number like three players. And if it's an open draft where everybody can draft players, why do these two teams 
always have the same kids on them. Well, it's because they trade as many times as they want. And nobody says anything. I'm I'm not I'm not gonna rock the boat. I'm not gonna do it. Okay. But You're also not gonna coach the team. I'm not gonna coach the team. I'm not gonna do it. I I will sit back. I I hope uh Grayson's a classmate that plays a lot. Uh, and it, and her dad coaches, and I'd be I'd be ecstatic if he ended up on her team, not because they win a lot of games, but because I like him. I like the way that he can conducts himself and his teams. Um, like he does it for the right reasons and enjoys doing it. Like you can act like you can see it. He enjoys being there for the kids. He enjoys teaching the game, and it's not an a hole. Whereas we were on a team that loved the kids and weren't, wasn't so much concerned with winning, but like it was just a drag, man. But I like this other guy. So if he ended up on that team, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind if we won once or twice. I also wouldn't mind if, if he got some decent coaching from somebody out there too. Cause like he's done listening <laughs> to me. There you go. He's done listening to me. Anyway, so y- y'all, y'all strap in for some little league updates board edition this year. Uh, as that's right around the corner. So chairman Anyways. of the board, you're just going to have to change that music to some form of Frank Sinatra. I don't, I don't think I, I get it. He was, that was his nickname. He was the chairman of the board. Oh, okay. See, I don't know Sinatra enough to know that. kind of thing. Start spreading the news. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> that'll do it for us on this week's episode of the 23 personnel podcast. Getting y'all ready for the Independence Bowl versus Cal. Both picking Texas Tech to win close games. A close game. Recap the basketball game tonight. Get you ready for the one on Saturday versus Vanderbilt. That'll do it. For Michael, I'm Spencer. We'll catch you guys next time. Thank you for listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast. Help us out by subscribing, rating the show, and leaving a review. Follow us on Twitter at 23 Personnel, Spencer at Punt Suck, and Michael at Michael underscore LBK. Be sure to catch the next episode. And until then, guns up and let the tortillas fly. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, Use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.